You're listening to A Glove for the Game, a boxing podcast dedicated to bringing fans the latest news with in-depth analysis. My name is Caleb. I am a lifelong boxing enthusiast, and I'm excited to share my thoughts with you. Hello, everyone. We're coming off a big, big card in Saudi Arabia, one of the, be- the best card of- I've seen in my lifetime. Um, a huge heavyweight card with a mix of light heavyweights and cruiserweights in there. And I made, on the last episode, the predictions for the eight-fight card. And I went five for eight, which is all right, you know. For I mean, most I picked all the I picked a lot of favorites, which gave me some of those wins. But it's okay. It's better than me missing uh, all the fights like I did on the Andre Benavidez card. So we're going to take the five for eight above above 500 so we'll take it so let's just start from the beginning of the card and work our way up and just reviewing all the fights so sanchez had a pretty bad performance because it was a slow start but he ended up winning like he should have frank sanchez got the knockout in the end but again he should have performed a little bit better but worked out so that was the first thing we got right is the first fight on the card afterwards philip hergovich murdered mark demore like um, we predicted on the past on the last episode that Mark Demore is really he's not he was he was a lamb for Hergovich to slaughter. It was easy for him and easy for a fair knockout. Similarly with Jaya Pataya um and Elizoro, it was pretty easy for Opataya. Although Elizoro had a few good punches in that round, but you know, you could see Opataya was controlling the fight and when he landed that hook, it was it was over. So the first fight that we got wrong on the card, or that I got wrong on the card, I'm not going to accuse you guys of doing that, was Mahmoudov, who I thought was an excellent fighter when I saw him on the Fury Ganu undercard. Got an easy first-round knockout. I thought he was unbeatable. He came into the ring looking unbeatable. He looks huge, and he seemed so confident. But he had really... He really just got completely outboxed by um, Caballel, who I really underestimated. He had excellent boxing skills, and specifically his lateral movement was messing a lot with Mahmoudov, and it allowed him to really work very well, and eventually Mahmoudov got tired and was hurt, and Caballel was able to finish the job, and it was really impressive. Uh, props to Caballel. I'm actually really excited to see him continue fighting. I think he's a great prospect after that fight. He really he showed like an excellent boxing skill for a guy who looks super for against a super scary hard hitter. It he really used uh, had some high ring IQ. So I'm excited to see him. I think he can really you know he works his way up the the la- the heavyweight ladder. He can fight some of these top guys. So looking forward to seeing that. So my biggest pick of the night was Big Baby Miller over. Daniel Dubois. I thought that uh, Miller would be too much for Daniel Dubois. And I also didn't think that Miller would get gassed out because before in the years past, we've seen that Miller, although he's such a, he's such a big guy, uh, has been able to have a really good, um, has really good stamina, really good cardio. But Jarrell Miller came in even heavier than he used to. Like, he, he seemed pretty really out of shape. Not just big, like he used to be, like, really, really out of shape. He even said himself he wasn't in the right condition. And he also got gassed out, which was the big question that we talked about in the last episode. I didn't think he would, and I was wrong. Miller, he got gassed out, and Dubois, you know, took advantage. It was, it was a great fight. It was a good slugfest. I loved watching it. But Dubois was in control of that fight for most of it. Um, I gave... a. Miller maybe two rounds and that was about it. Daniel Dubois and Daniel Dubois was also the best performance I've ever seen by Daniel Dubois. He really he fought through the adversity and he was able to 
to come away with it, especially in that end, you know, getting the last round knockout. He didn't want it to leave it to a decision, which was good on Daniel Dubois' part to keep it exciting. A lot of fighters wouldn't be like that. They'd, they'd make it, uh, you know, they wouldn't get make it risky. So that was that was fun to see. I was happy to see that. And, you know, that really raised Daniel Dubois a little bit on my rankings. He, you know, he seemed really, again, like I said, the best fight I've ever seen, like the best, his best performance ever. And it was against the, against a really heavy fighter, and uh, it was a hard fight for him. So Daniel Dubois has my respect for that. He did a great job. So although I got that wrong, I was happy to see Daniel Dubois and perform like that and see such a good fight. Next up, probably the easiest pick on the part was Dimitri Bivol. Uh, I he won that he won every round of that fight. Although I think he should have finished him. Bivol could have finished him if he really wanted to jump on him the way Daniel Dubois did, um, but Bivol decided not to. I guess he was just being cautious. But I'm excited. We're still looking. For, I'm still looking forward to Dimitri Bivol against Arthur Beterbiev, assuming Beterbiev comes out of his fight with Callum Smith in early January. I just, I think Bivol could have done more. He hasn't gotten a stoppage in, what, like two years? And she's been fighting a lot high-quality opponents. Like, you're not going to stop Canelo. But he still should have been able to finish this guy who had no chance against him. But, you know, still, Bivol demonstrated his incredible boxing ability, his skills, his control of the ring. He, it was, There's no flaws in Bivol's performance. I just think that he could have been more aggressive, made it more exciting, and finished the guy. But... So we got that one right. So at this point, we're four for six. And the next fight was an absolute shocker. Wilder lost. And we knew going to this, Joseph Parker is more skilled and a better fighter. But Wilder's such a hard hitter. And, you, you know, he should have, he, and he didn't throw anything. He didn't really throw any punches that fight. He didn't let anything go. And Joseph Parker took advantage of that. He's smart and he, you know, saw Wilder not doing anything. So, and he, and Joseph Parker really went for that finish. He ultimately did not get the finish, but I thought he may have. There's some points in that fight where I thought he was going to get the finish, and it was really, it was close. And Wilder, I'm not saying Wilder would have won had he thrown his, uh, let his hands go, but he ha- he would have had a chance. But Wilder really did not look like he didn't have the heart in him anymore. Like he didn't want to fight anymore. He really. He wasn't the old Wilder at all, and it was disappointing to see that. But great for Joseph Parker, who had an excellent performance. I'm excited to see him continuing to fight. He ha- yeah, He's up there with the rest of the heavyweights now. That was a great performance. And finally, Anthony Joshua looked great. He looked like his old self, looked like really prime Joshua, first time in a long time I've seen it. And he made Otto Wallen, who is a really good fighter. We talked about this in the last episode. A really good fighter, not a nobody. He made it, and he made him look. And Joshua made Wallen look like a nobody, which was, you know, really cool to see Joshua back to his old self. So the big question that comes out of this card is: Is Anthony Joshua versus Deontay Wilder still on? And it's probably not. I don't think Eddie Hearn wants it. Wilder honestly should retire. Like I said, he he doesn't look like he wants it anymore. If he could come back and fight like he used to, then sure, he shouldn't retire. He's got probably a bit of gas left in him. But he doesn't look motivated anymore. He has his family. He's a family guy. And he shouldn't have to fight. He should retire. He made good money. Like he said he said in the post-fight interview, he's made some good investments, which is good for him. He can retire. He, could, he had a great career. Uh, it's disappointing we won't see him fight AJ. But if he's not going to fight like he normally fights, it's not it's not a fight I want to see. But he did say uh, recently uh, today that he's going to be back and that he still wants to fight AJ. But he says that um, 
he claims that AJ is going to use the loss against Parker to avoid him, quote unquote, avoid him, which is ridiculous. He might, AJ might not want to fight him anymore because he looks so awful, but I don't, it's not, he's not avoiding Deontay, but we'll see where that goes and we'll keep you guys posted on that. Um, I would like to go over the new, after this card, I, my heavyweight rankings have shifted a little bit. I wanted to go over them. So number one, you have Alexander Utsik. That's a given. It makes a lot of sense. Number two, Anthony Joshua after his incredible performance against Otto Wallen. Number three, Gilles Zhang. Number four, Joseph Parker. Um, I put Zhang ahead of Joseph Parker just because I think Zhang's been you know, been really on this role. And although Joseph, you could make an argument for Joseph Parker to go up there, but I would I would have put Joseph Parker above Gilles Zhang had Joseph Parker beaten a Wilder who looked like he was trying. And that's and that's not Parker's fault, obviously. It's not just Parker's fault, but I can't. I'm not if part. I still think Gilles Zhang has demonstrated um, his boxing ability better, beating Joe Joyce in an absolute shocker. I, I'm going to put Gilles Zhang ahead of him, but it's close. After that, I have Daniel Dubois, who again, like I said, had the best performance of his career on this past card and really showed that he can go out there with the top heavyweights. Like he. Even when he fought Usyk, Usyk ended up dominating the fight and beating Dubois. But Dubois was putting up a fight up until the very end. And he's not an easy guy to beat. So I think this is a good spot for him. After that, I have Filip Hergovic, who has been killing people for a long, long time, waiting for his shot at the title. And finally, I have Jared Anderson, who has been on the come up for a while as well. But we really haven't seen him against any top competition. So until that happens, I'm not going to put him any higher. And a lot of you may, may be wondering why Tyson Fury is not on this list. It's because of his Nganu fight. I refuse to put him on a list um, when he's fought in them when he decides to, to hold up the division by fighting an MMA fighter. And not only that, but almost losing to that MMA fighter. And like we went over on the, the episode about that fight, Fury won by a f- multiple rounds, and there's no question about that in my mind. But the fact that he was dropped and that if you weren't scoring round by round, it looked like Ngannou won. It's ridiculous. It was, a dis- it was a disgrace to boxing. Fury is not on my heavyweight rankings now. And I'm looking forward to seeing him fight Usyk and lose because if he fights anything like he did against Ngannou, he's gonna lose uh the final segment of this ep- of this episode is gonna talk about we're gonna talk about Nayoa in a way versus marlon tapales who are gonna be fighting for the undisputed uh junior featherweight uh championship tomorrow on a tuesday again this is the second time in a way fighting on tuesday i don't really understand why they do that i know that they're in japan time zones but i don't think that's how it doesn't, it doesn't move multiple days over so i'm not really sure what's with the tuesdays but I'm okay with it. It's going to be early morning, 6 a.m. Eastern time. And Tabales seems to be an all right fighter, but has not fought anybody near the level of Nioa in a way. He, he's lost to people who, who, many, who many boxing fans have never heard of. Tabales is not, has, has absolutely no chance tomorrow. I would be, it's going to be one, of, if he somehow managed to win, it would be one of the greatest upsets in boxing history. Nayo Inoue is a monster. That's why they call him a monster. And he's going to knock out Tapales very, very early on. He's going to dominate this fight. And then he's probably going to move up to uh, Featherweight, where it's going to be really interesting. Because it's a, Featherweight really is a stacked division now. Um, I'm excited to see him against guys like... He's going to move up. He's going to fight the top guys, which is what's great about Inoue. He did this with the Junior Featherweight division also, where he ended up... He moved up immediately. The first thing he did was fight Stephen Fulton, the number one in the division. So... I'm hoping that's what he does. He unifies the belts. 
unifies the belts at Junior Featherweight, and then moves up. He's gonna fight guys like Lee Wood or Ray Vargas or Brandon Figueroa. It's gonna be uh, it's or Rafael Espinosa, who's the only undefeated fighter, top fighter in that division, which would be interesting to see. Josh Warrington. There's a ton of these guys that are up there. It's a stacked division. All the belts are held by different people, so he's gonna spend some time there unifying them. But I still like as great as some of the guys in this division are, and as stacked as the division is, I don't see any of them having a chance against the monster and he's gonna it seems like he's doing like a Manny Pacquiao he's gonna keep moving up he seems to have no issue he didn't slow down at all fighting so tomorrow we're gonna see how he absolutely dominates this fight and then he's gonna keep moving up and it's gonna be really exciting to see Nayo in a way is going to go down as one of the best pound for pound fighters ever I'm so confident and then he seems to have he shows no signs of slowing down and he's just he's never struggled in a fight ever and that's all the news there is. In the coming episodes, we'll go over the Inouye Tapala's fight. Who it, we'll specifically talk about some guys we wanted to see against in the featherweight division, and we'll go and we'll preview the Better BF versus Callum Smith fight. So thank you all so much for listening in, and see you next time.